afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening. We appreciate you for tuning in to episode 18 of the DCP podcast. I, as always, am your host, Anthony McAvoy, joined by both of my co-hosts and best friends, Max Bourne, Daniel Christian. I almost messed your guys' name up again. <laughs> Fellas, how you doing? Fantastic. Some best friend you are, huh? <laughs> I, I'm really, like, I don't know what it is when I get to your names. It's just, just be happy. I'm not calling you Max Born or uh, Max Daniel and Christian Born. Just Christian be happy. Born I'm is not doing that. Name, to be honest, someone out there has that name. Oh shit! Somebody does. Um, let's drop something. What'd you drop? My pride. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you set that up. (laughs) What's worse, I can't believe I fell for it. I'm rolling today. Oh, man. All right. You guys don't understand what's happened behind the scenes. This is like the fourth time we've tried to do this in the last hour and a half. Um, My audio is going to sound different. I don't have a mic. My mic won't work. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to fix it. Maybe not. Maybe this is what I sound like forever. Who knows? But regardless, we deal with adversity on this podcast. That's what we do. So we're just going to we're going to cruise along. Um, We've got several topics that we want to get into today. Uh, We're going to talk college football for, I think, a vast majority of this. We're going to talk NFL picks. But first. But first. Somebody on this podcast is a New York Yankees fan. And if you have not been following the MLB winter meetings and free agency, uh, the Yankees have made maybe the biggest move of of all, and that's letting go of Jamison Tyon. Uh, No, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) They did let go of Jamison Tyon, though. Um, Aaron Judge has signed a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the New York Yankees. And I'm just going to go ahead and give Daniel the floor, but just know you are being timed. And I I will start playing music, non-copyrighted, of course. Can you play New York, New York? That's That's copyrighted. It's copyrighted. That's very much copyrighted. (laughs) Aaron Judge... Was it ever in doubt? I mean, was it ever in doubt? This man yes, wanted yes, it this man wanted yes, to be. It was strike. very much in doubt. <laughs> it was in doubt for Austin Judge, not in Judge, baby. Aaron Judge is meant to be in pinstripes. You're looking at the next captain of the New York Yankees, who would be the third captain of the 1900s and the 16th captain of all time, first since Derek Jeter. Aaron Judge belongs in pinstripes, and he knows that. And that's why he took nine years, $360 million. He said when he got drafted, I want to be in pinstripes the rest of my life. Well, you know what, sir? You will be in pinstripes for the rest of your life. Aaron Judge, the American League home run king, the face of baseball, did what he deserved to do. He tested free agency. Got a wonderful offer by the Giants, nine years, $360 million. Until until the 12th hour, the Yankees were not willing to match it. They were only willing to go eight years, 320. Then they realized, wait a minute, is it you look, is it worth losing Aaron Judge? Pretty much having to rebuild. Because if you don't re-sign Aaron Judge, you're not the Yankees. 
you've you forfeited the right to be the evil empire. The team that goes out and makes the big big move, you forfeit that right. You're just a no, you're just a nobody. But they said, you know what? We still want to be the New York Yankees. We want to contend and win the World Series next year. Let's go get our guy Aaron Judge. They called him. They said, what's it going to take? Aaron Rodgers said, well, you know what? The Padres offered me ten years, four hundred million dollars, but I'm not taking them seriously. But the Giants, I, I am taking them seriously. That definitely nine years, 360. But if you match the offer, I'm coming to pinstripes where I belong. Aaron Judge, just, he, the only reason he thought about the Giants was because the thought of growing a beard kind of enticed him. But he said, you know what? Give me the pinstripes. Give me the New York Yankees. Unfinished business, baby. He sees that. that And that's it from Daniel. It was it was too good of a rant. It was too good of a rant. I love how frozen he still is. I know he's he's, he's still he's ready. frozen. He's, I he's love it. it, and I love the face that he froze on too. Absolutely, it's great. So, here's my question, Max. What do we talk about now that Daniel's just gone? I mean, we could talk talk about if he's still going to keep up with that same caliber of production. There he oh, is. Well, oh. he was here for a second. I mean, it's interesting to see if he's going to stay with that same caliber of production. I don't think he's going to get another 60, 60 bomber, but I, I definitely think he can still be up there in the 30 range of home runs to get for the team. My biggest question with him is he was very bad in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He was batting like 150. Yep. He can't do that. No. You just can't. After the season that you have, you can't go and, and drop a stinker in the playoffs like that. No. And the team around you that you had, it, it, it just couldn't couldn't hold up. Welcome back, Daniel. Welcome back, Daniel. Off. <laughs> what part did you not do you hear any of? Uh, we haven't heard you for maybe the last forty-five seconds to a minute. Yeah, I wasn't talking the last forty-five seconds. So we're good. Okay. Well, no, you okay, were talking when you went out. Yeah, you were. Oh. But that was oh. like the last thing that we missed. The last thing I said was Yankees twenty twenty-three World Series champs. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's where you cut out and we're glad we didn't need to hear that. Um, <laughs> no. So Max, I kind of agree with you, but my, my, I want to hear Max's point. I didn't hear I, it. Said, I, I said, I basically said, you know, I it's, it, you got him back and I think he's going to give you about 30 home runs next year. But my biggest problem and question with him was his production in the playoffs. It's something that you have to have to focus on. And I know it's hard to do because it's only a short time, but I think he also cut out again, but <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, it's also building that team around you, which, mm-hmm. you know, at the moment, I don't think they have it yet. Still. I, I, really I don't, don't think, I don't think they have it either. I think, I think the problem is they've got a lot of money tied into three guys. I think it hampers them a little bit. Um, and I know they brought back Rizzo, which will help them, but it's not going to put them over the hump. My biggest thing with this contract is you just gave a guy on the wrong side of 30, a nine year deal and a lot of money to go with it. Um, The last time we saw a guy on the wrong, wrong end of 30, get a deal like that. Chris Davis never had a good year again. Um, He had maybe one like the next year, and then never did anything again. I'm not saying that Judge and Chris Daly, Chris Davis are the same player because they're not. They're very much Judge better. Judge is nominally better, and it's not even close. Um, but I wonder what we're going to see 
as Judge gets older, because I think it's going to be very tough to justify that contract when he's 35 years old and he's barely hitting 25 home runs. Now, again, Aaron Judge could be the same guy that is like a Tom Brady figure of age isn't, you know, going to define him and he's going to continue to defy the odds. But I just, I'm not sure that that's what's going to happen. And I think that we're going to see less and less production as he gets later on in his career. And I just, I'm not sure that that's a type of contract that you want to give. Um, if you're Aaron Judge, you take that type of contract. Well, yeah. From See, a team perspective, I don't like it. I think it's fantastic because I don't think – obviously, you're not going to get prime Aaron Judge for nine years. We know that. Uh, I think we have, you have a good opportunity to get prime Aaron Judge for five years and then get a solid Aaron Judge for two. I mean, you, you take if, – if Aaron Judge gives you six, six or seven good years out of the nine, you take it. You – Take it, but then also what is happening in those six to nine years. Garrett Cole's not getting any younger. Giancarlo Stanton's not getting any younger. Anthony Rizzo's definitely not getting any younger. Um, that's why it's, that's why it's, it's good that we're going to win it next year. <laughs> are you, though? Because I think the rest of the team is bad. I don't know, man. We're not done making moves. We're, you got Rodon, man. We're, we're going right. to get him. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. We have not gotten Rodon as of recording, and I don't think it's happening. Look, we missed out on Arson, but we're getting Rodon. Arson Judge is arson what judge. he's referring to. At the All end right. of the day, I think you get two solid years out of him in this contract, but then after that, you really have to look and see, is this best for the team? Mm-hmm. I think I think there's going to come a point potentially five years down the road where the Yankees are going to wish there was a trade clause in there. I really do. Um, I will never trade trade my son. <laughs> that's all right, but when Yankees fans aren't winning and it's because they can't afford to sign anybody, you know where to look. You know where to look. I think he froze again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. All right, it, he's struggling. He is struggling. All right. Um, I want to go ahead and move on to picks, but I'm nervous. Um, we have not done picks outwardly. Um, like two weeks. Since, yeah, week, I think week, week 11. So, yeah, we haven't done them in two weeks. Um, so, we have done our picks um, internally, we have let everybody know what what we're what we're picking, um, and we have. That's dirty, Daniel. How dare you? That's a great you? picture. By the <laughs> way, by the way, Daniel, you do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Just in case you freeze out, can you go ahead and just text me your picks really yeah. fast, so I can just go ahead and make them if you do cut out. Um, I'm not cutting out. I'm just freezing in and out. Well, but that, so when you're, that's what I mean. When you're cutting out as in freezing, if you are frozen in the middle of your pick, then I can make it for you. See, I, I, I don't know. I got a few big presentations after. I'll, I'll give you my first like half. Cause I, my <laughs> last, my last half is pretty solid. Okay. All right. Um, so the scores as they stand right now, 
I am in the lead with 121 points. Daniel is in second with 115. And Max is in third um, out of the three of us with 111. So we are recording this on Thursday. So let's go ahead and get the Thursday night game out of the way. Um, it is Raiders Rams at, at Los Angeles. Matt Stafford not playing in this game. I think John Walford's going to get the Baker, start. baby. It's potentially Baker. John Walford, I believe, is going to get the start. Yeah. Um, let me look at the injury there report. War reports that they were actually going to put Baker out there, but I don't think it's confirmed yet. Um, well, if they put Baker out there, it makes the pick even easier. Give me the Raiders. I did. It's I I I don't care. Um, I was picking the Raiders regardless. Um, I think putting, I think putting Baker Mayfield on there out there with two days of even opening the playbook, I just think is awful. Um, decisions like this are why people think that Baker Mayfield sucks other than the fact that he does. Um, but yeah, the, the Raiders are playing very good as of recently. Um, and I think that they're they're hitting their stride at the right time. They're going to need a lot of help to get into the playoffs, but I'm going to pick the Raiders. Yeah, I'm, I'm also picking the Raiders. I just don't don't think that this this Rams team's a lot beat up to hell. And mm -hmm. uh, it goes again with if you start Baker on only two days, it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard to watch. Um, but overall, I just think the Raiders have a better team. And the Raiders are heating up at the right time, so I'm going to go to the Raiders. All right. Uh, Buffalo and the Jets. I'm going Buffalo. Um, I, As much as I love my son, Michael White, um, and neither of you can call him Michael White, only me, because that's my son. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my son. Um, Sons you have, like Cam Newton. I can claim as many as I want. Um, <laughs> so can Cam. <laughs> so can Cam, exactly. Um, I, I love the way that this Jets offense has looked the last couple weeks under Mike White, but I just think that they're, again, going to have to play way up to the competition because Buffalo is that good, and I'm just not sure it's going to happen this time. So I'm going Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of bright spots for the Jets, but I just don't think you're going to get over the hump of the Bills yet. I'm also taking the Bills. Um, I'm still not sold on the Jets. All right. Cincinnati, Cleveland. This is game two uh, for Deshaun Watson. And I hate to say it, uh, this is not the team you wanted to see game two if you're the Browns with Deshaun Watson, I'm going Cincinnati and I'm not sure this one's going to be close. I'm going to take the Browns because so far, uh, Kevin Zafanski hasn't shown me any reason not to take them against cat teams. So, uh, yeah, let's go to the Browns. I'm going to Bengals. Joe Burrow's really heating up, uh, coming off a big win last week. I mean, Joe Burrow's looking like one of the best quarterbacks in NFL. Like we talked about. All right. Cowboys on three. Uh, one, two, one, three, two, three Cowboys. Cowboys. Dallas. Yeah, they're they're playing uh Houston, who's one in ten. Um so that's not happening. Oh, oh, excuse me, I forgot the top. Just respect. 
Yeah, you got to show some respect for the tie. Excuse me. Daniel, if you want to send me the next couple, um, just in case. Uh, Minnesota, Detroit. This is a sneaky one because I really do think Detroit could win this game. Um, if it was at any time other than one o'clock. <laughs> um, so I'm going Minnesota, but Detroit is playing very well mm-hmm. as of late. They look very good. The offense is dynamic. They're getting good runs from Jamal Williams. Amon Ross St. Brown is back and the defense is playing well, but I'm still going to go Minnesota. Is this, can we qualify this as TJ Hawkinson's revenge game? Probably. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it, it, the biggest thing for me for this game was I wish it wasn't at one o'clock because I want to take the the Lions, mm-hmm. but one o'clock Kirk Kirk Thuggins over there is Kirk really Thuggins is really 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 throwing dimes there. So uh, you know, for this, it's going to be close. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout, but I think that the Vikings are going to get the edge at the end. I'm also on the Vikings. You can't can't discount. I knew he was going to say Kirk Thuggins. He's going to say he's going to say Kirk Thuggins. This is why I wanted to get him to send me his picks, and he hadn't gotten around to it yet. Um. Well, I guess we're going to move on, and me and you will talk the picks, and then we'll okay. find out. We'll find out. Oh, here we go. He sent me. Okay, he sent me the next batch. There okay. you go. There you As go. I get your picks. All right, moving on. Jacksonville, Tennessee. Give me Trevor Lawrence and the Jacks. Oh, for Tennessee. See, these are the kinds of picks that you could make when you have a six-game lead. Um, I'm going Jacksonville. Um, look, they have been so up and down recently, but I'm not sold on this Titans offense right now. Even though I think their defense is playing up to the level that they should be and maybe even a level higher than they should be. But for some reason, I'm just really feeling Jacksonville. For me, I think Travis Etienne, I almost said Trevor because I was thinking of his brother. Um, (laughs) I think this needs to be the Travis Etienne coming out party. Um, And I think we're going to see it on Sunday. Um, Me saying that means I'm probably wrong. And Travis, I'm so sorry, Uh, but I'm taking (laughs) Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans on this one. Nothing, no disrespect to either team. I just think that, I don't know, Derrick Henry's probably going to run all over them. Not that, that defense for the Jags is pretty good, but I just think that uh, the 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 uh, Titans are going to get the uh, edge. Okay, so he's frozen. Okay, uh, so who do you take? He's taking Tennessee. Okay. Um, I don't know his reasoning. But it's Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> it's it's Tennessee. That's who uh that is who Daniel is taking. Um yes. yeah, you're taking Tennessee. Yeah. Any re- any reasoning? Uh I've, I've said they're a lot better than Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh speaking of a team that's a lot better than the other one, uh Philadelphia travels to MetLife Stadium to play the Giants. Uh I'm taking Philly by probably three touchdowns. Yeah, I'm gonna take Philly too. I'm guessing he's also taking Philly. He's also taking Philly. <laughs> um, he's going to be able to make a pick here eventually. One of these days. One of these days, he's going to be able to do it. Um, all right. Moving on to Pittsburgh, Baltimore. 
Um, I don't think Lamar Jackson is playing in this He's game. Not. It'll be Tyler Huntley. I like Tyler Huntley. I honestly think that Tyler Huntley could start uh, just about on several teams. Um, I I just I don't really like this Pittsburgh team a lot. Um, but I will say Kenny Pickett has gotten more and more comfortable every week. And I've liked what I've seen from him in those past couple weeks. Uh, Najee Harris dribbled a dude like a basketball last week. George Pickens has looked really good. Uh, Pat Fryermuth has looked good. Deontay Thompson has looked good or Deontay Johnson has looked good. That defense I think has its moments and its weaknesses, but I think Pittsburgh is better now than they were four or five weeks ago. Baltimore just continues to slip for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I don't like this Baltimore team. Um, I think they got very lucky in the beginning to get where they were. Um, that being said, I still think they're going to lose to Pittsburgh. So I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, Ravens on this one. Uh, I don't know. You need to give the ball more of the Pickens, to be honest with you. If you want to, if you want to win this game, you're gonna have to. Um, I think uh, Tyler Huntley's gonna look good, and I don't know. It's the Ravens. They'll probably have their number. Yeah, I'm so sold. The, I, I'm I like Huntley a lot. I think the Ravens barely get by Pittsburgh. I'm talking like a field goal to win this game yeah i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be close either way um kansas city on three yeah (laughs) kansas city okay uh they're playing the broncos um is seattle about to get a top three pick yeah yeah (laughs) i think so I think I'm good on the on the on the uh, reception. If I freeze up, I'll text you the pick of the current game. Okay, right. cool, cool. Um, Seattle, Carolina. This game's at Seattle. Um, I think this game is going to be a little bit closer than I think everybody thinks it's going to be. Um, I think Carolina under Steve Wilkes has looked a lot different than they did under Matt Rule in the beginning of the year. That being said, getting rid of McCaffrey having to play Sam Darnold or PJ Walker. I think it's going to be Darnold. Um, I just, I don't think that they're going to be able to get it done. I'm taking Seattle. Yeah. I mean, you have Geno Smith who's looked good this year. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take Seattle on this one. I just think they're the better team. I, okay. It's working out. I'm picking the Panthers. Uh, I like what they're doing with Steve Wilkes. And I also think, and this is not a knock against Geno Smith, but I think Seattle is trending downwards. Mm-hmm. They've looked shaky the past few weeks, whereas the Panthers have looked a lot better. I think the Panthers are really going to rely on that defense and keep it low scoring, which I think they can. Uh, bearded Sam Darnold looked decent last last week, and I think he does just enough to get done. I think they're going to rely heavy on the running game with Devontae Foreman. Um, so I'm going the Panthers 20-17. to 17. Did both of you pick Seattle? Yes. Okay. Tampa Bay, San Francisco. Um, I'd like to thank New Orleans for just being dumb. 
Um, they really were. And being incompetent at football, to be completely honest, to be completely honest, fire Dennis Allen. Yeah. Uh, yeah that guy really. sucks. Yeah. Fired. It's what I said. It is literally what I said when they hired him, is it was a dumb hire. Mm. I understand hiring from within, but it is a dumb hire. Dennis Allen like, is an idiot. It was literally like what 16-3 with like three minutes left in the fourth or something. It was 16 to 3 with five minutes left in the game, and you lost. Um, also, I'd just like to say this credit to Tom Brady for literally taking those last five minutes of the game into his hands. He called the last five minutes of that game. And that shows something. We scored 14 points in five minutes with Tom Brady calling the game. If that doesn't show you what's wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year, I don't know what does call better games. (laughs) Don't have to make Tom do it in the last five minutes of the game. If Jimmy Garoppolo played in this game, San Francisco would win. But because it's Mr. Relevant, Brock Purdy, Tampa's going to win. You don't believe in a legend of Brock Uh, Purdy? Dude, I believe in Brock Purdy. (laughs) And honestly, if Tampa was going to lose to somebody, it'd be to Brock Purdy. (laughs) But I'm taking Tampa. Uh, You know what? Do yeah, it. I'll take Tampa. Sure. Why not? Let's go for it. Tom Brady versus Mr. Irrelevant. I love it. Mr. Relevant. <laughs> put some respect on his name. So th- this game showed more in my opinion. We all know Tom Brady is worldly great. We know no. that. We know, we know he's, yes, we know he's the goat. We know he's clutch. We know that. I think that game showed more about how flawed Tampa is. Um, only getting three points in the first 55 minutes. And then Tom Brady literally had to go all in. Mm-hmm. All in to win that game against a bad Saints team. Um, that 49er defense is on another level. One of the best uh-huh. defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Better, way better than the Saints. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as if you can only get three points in 55 minutes against the Saints, what are you going to do against this 49ers team? 49ers have a great running game. Christian McCaffrey, Debo. Um, I got the 49ers. I will say for the first 55 minutes of that game, that was the best defensive effort New Orleans had given all season. Um, I don't know that they held, they held Tampa in the other one. It was three to zero in the fourth. Yeah. But even that was with Marshawn Lattimore. He didn't even play in that. He didn't even play in the Monday night game. Hmm. Um, which doesn't help my case at all. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I'm saying I'm putting it Just out. Just saying, there. there's three points in the line right now. <laughs> yeah, you can cut the lead in half if I get all of these wrong. And we still got two more picks to make. We still have two more picks to make. But and I I know what one of them is. Um, I already know what you're picking for one of them. Uh, don't wink at me like that. Don't wink at me like that. Um. Uh, all right, uh, Miami at the Los Angeles Chargers Sunday night football. Uh, this is going to be yet another moment that Justin Herbert can't get it done in prime time. Uh, I'm taking two on the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins. I don't really need to explain myself here. I'm taking the Chargers. I think uh, you don't see two. Uh, you don't see Justin Herbert go under 500 that much. They're six and six. They're at home. Big Sunday night game. I think they get it done um, because the Dolphins team who didn't look great last week um, lost by 16. Um, 
I'm going Chargers with the upset. It's four points on the line. And it's about to be five because you're not going to pick New England. Um, all right. Monday night football, New England at Arizona. Um, I just – I don't like – this Arizona team at all. I don't really like this Patriots team either. Um, I, I think why. I think that there's a lot of flaws, not just Mac Jones, honestly. There's a lot of flaws lot. around that entire team. Um, it's a poorly constructed team. Um, and I think that Mac has looked Mac has looked, I don't want to say pretty good, but he's looked serviceable the last couple games. Um, I said serviceable. I'd say good. I said serviceable. We've gone, we, we've gone from baby goat to serviceable. That's a that's literally alarming. I said serviceable. I know that's alarming on Mac Jones. We've gone from baby goat to serviceable. No, 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 no. Only one person was calling him the baby goat, and that was Kevin. You as a joke? I don't know. There was not there was not a joke in your eye. You'll figure out one day that sometimes I just say things because I like watching you get mad. It really made me mad. Really I know it did. did. That's why I said it. Um, no, but I look, I drift with objectivity. I, I tell nothing but the truth and the whole truth. <laughs> He's looked serviceable. He hasn't looked great. He's not going to go out there and, you know, wow the crowd and, and do all these crazy things, but he'll go out there and he'll play the game that he needs to play, um, depending on the opponent. Um, given that the opponent is Arizona, He'll go out and get the job done. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots. Yeah, I'm going to take the Patriots. Cardinals stuck at home. <laughs> going the Cardinals. Shocker. Give me Shocker. Kyler Murray over McCorkle Jones. The baby goes. They play so bad at home. And I know that's why it's going to be even, even more of an indictment on Mac Jones to and lose have, this game. Have the Cardinals won a home game? Not this Don't year. know. I, Bob, I, I, I could I could cut this lead to one. I could cut this lead to one. So the Cardinals, the Cardinals are four and eight, and one of those wins was a home game. And it was a 42-34 win against the Saints. Mm-hmm. See, the Cardinals won against the Saints at home more than the Bucks did. Ooh, got him. Um, considering that the Bucks won at home against the the Saints by more. Okay, your point. The Bucks are six and six. Arizona's four and eight. I don't want to hear it. About to be four and nine. About to be four and nine. <laughs> Five and eight. Four and nine. Um. All right. So there. The Cardinals. Is- the Cardinals did what the Bucks couldn't do. They beat the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Max. Hmm. You picked Dallas over Houston, correct? Yeah. Okay, I wrote down Houston. It's it's Max, it's, not it's, Vincent. It, 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 you were just <laughs> expecting me to say the Texans. And this, I is Spider, this isn't Spider Sports. The problem is, Max, that. we literally did a one, two, three, and I still wrote down Houston for you. Listen, no, I understand. I Remember, that's what we did in Spider Sports. We do one, two, three, and then we hear another team come out of nowhere. <laughs> At one point, I think we heard a team that wasn't even playing in a game. Watch, watch Damian Pierce and just run all over the Cowboys and get that win. <laughs> Be like, uh, I'm going to take the Boston. I'm going to take the Boston Red Sox. So Can I, I have? Make... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to make a joke that only me and Anthony would understand. <laughs> oh. I'm going to say this right now. Daniel could tie if he gets all six correct. Wait, there's six. I there's thought it was five. Six. 
There's uh, six. Jacksonville, there Pittsburgh, Seattle, Tampa, Miami, New England. Oh, my gosh. Or I could just completely shut it down if I get all yeah, six right. Just, just absolutely. I go yeah. from six to 12. And honestly, Daniel, here's the sad thing for you. You'd get passed by Max because Max agreed with me on almost all of the ones I tried to steal. This really is spotter sports. <laughs> okay, so wait a second. Jacksonville, okay, I'm the only one to pick Jacksonville. I'm the only one to pick Pittsburgh. Max and I both pick Seattle. Max would tie with you if we get four of them right. I'm coming. If Seattle... <laughs> If the, odds of me get, the odds of me getting six are slim. I just need four. I just need four. Give me, give me four. Give me four. That's all I need. So if I'm, Seattle, I'm Tampa, Miami, and New England win, Max is tied with you, and I take a ten-game lead. Okay. <laughs> Playoffs worth a lot of points, baby. My, my, my joke. My That's joke a was, lot less teams that you have to choose from, buddy. I got my, this. Uh, my joke was the. Uh, it was like you were like, "Oh, can I take the Red Sox?" I was like, "Yeah, can I take the Jaipur Pink Panthers, please?" I would greatly appreciate that. And Anthony knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I just need Tampa to make the playoffs because Anthony refuses to go against Tampa in the playoffs. But, no, but here's no, the thing. Here's the thing, Daniel. If you get two points off of a Tampa pick and they lose, then you're not getting deal. points the rest of the no, playoffs. No, I, I just got to support Tom Brady to get to the Super Bowl and then pick against <laughs> Yeah, but then here's the thing. The Super Bowl is only worth five points. If I'm up six points, it doesn't matter what you do true because it's not it's not like the scenario last year where we were tied and we had to do a tiebreaker and then the tiebreaker didn't even happen i got this i got i'm i got this daniel i love see i i wasn't in this position last year because i'm honestly picking a little freely i'm just like yeah why don't i pick this i have a six game lead what's the worst see, thing my, i had the lead and I, I had one i did one week where i'm like i'm gonna pick freely and i missed like 10 picks I'm yep. doing it all year boys <laughs> <laughs> Max has been doing I haven't it all stopped. year. <laughs> all year. So yeah, I know, I have, this is I'm this is unfamiliar territory. But sorry, this right. is very unfamiliar territory for you, Daniel. How are you going to feel if I tie you? Yeah, crap, <laughs> Daniel. How are you going to feel if there's a double-digit number in, of of games in the lead and Max has tied you? I feel like that might be the end. That might be the 13th reason for Daniel. <laughs> I, 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 I might have to call a state of the nation like Jared Thomas. He just comes on with seven cigarettes in his mouth. Okay, here's what's happening. <laughs> I, fran- I frantically go like Max on steroids and pick every single underdog for the next like four weeks. <laughs> One of them is going to hit. <laughs> Texas Chief, give me the Texans, baby. <laughs> Oh, all right. Kyle well, Allen over Patrick Mahomey. Well, look at us, guys. We've gotten through two topics in 40 minutes. Wow. I'm so excited for what we're doing next. Oh, boy. So excited. Let me tell you why I'm so excited about this topic. Because, fellas, the last time that we talked college football was October 8th. It is December 8th. We have not talked college football on this podcast for two months. Well, shit has happened. <laughs> so much has happened, and I can't. I'm so excited to talk about it. So, 
we're going to start with coaching changes. I'm going to start with the least important one first. Um, and that's the fact that Matt rule has signed with Nebraska. Um, I just, I, I, congratulations for Nebraska. I think that having Matt rule helps them a little bit. Um, and it can't be worse than Scott Frost. Nothing can be worse than Scott Frost. That's pretty bad. Um, the second one that I want to talk about, because I'm, I'm going to save the big one for last. Um, Hugh freeze leaving group of five powerhouse Liberty. And I say powerhouse sarcastically. I was about to so say, everybody knows. I was about to say, you better calm down over there. <laughs> to return to the SEC and coach at Auburn. I think I'm torn. Um, because I, I do think that Hugh Freeze deserves another shot. Um, I believe in second chances. I understand that what he did while he was at Ole Miss. You can't do, you just can't. Um, but if there's things in place and there's people checking up on him, I don't necessarily care about the past. Um, I think Hugh Freeze will be, I think he'll be competitive. I do. Um, do I think that he's going to win a national championship for Auburn? No because I think that there are other teams in the SEC who are going to get very good at the same time as well. I think Alabama is going to stay good for as long as Nick Saban is there. I think that Georgia is going to be good for as long as Kirby Smart is there. I think LSU with Brian Kelly is going to get even better than they were this year. I think Florida's going to get a lot better. And that's not even me as a Florida fan. That's me looking at the class coming in, knowing that there's potentially guys in the transfer portal that are going to come in. And then looking at the team that's still here after the transfer portal in Florida, that's going to be a team to watch. Do I think that Auburn can get to a point where they're competing for the sec? Yes, but you have to beat Alabama. And can they do that consistently? If you want to do that consistently, you got the only coach who has beaten Nick Saban twice. You've got the only guy in all of America that's done it twice. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. It, it will be interesting to see how it pans out. I don't know. I. It's not a good Auburn, Auburn team and what you're going into. I, I don't know what caliber you're going to get with some of the Liberty kids that you might take with you, you know, none of those Liberty kids are coming, which I didn't think any of them would. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's, it, you're going back to the sec. Sec is a lot better. It's always been that powerful conference that everyone goes to and everyone talks about. And are they on the, what is it? Are they on the East or the West? They're on the West on the West. So you got to face Alabama, Ole Miss, Miss State. Mm -hmm. Those are tough teams. <laughs> a and M, a and m too, who is probably going to get better next year. I don't know if they could figure out how to throw away the playbook. <laughs> the only way, the only way that A&M gets better is if they stop letting uh, Jimbo Fisher call the offense. Yeah. It's the only way I, they get better. You're walking into a very tough situation 
will you get make Auburn better? Probably better than they are now, but I wouldn't expect anything big to come from it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan just because of Hugh Freeze's past. I don't know. I, I believe in second chances, but he's had a lot of chances. Obviously, nothing bad happened at Liberty, just that he was at Liberty. Um, <laughs> the, SEC, the SEC is stacked, and I'm, I'm with y'all. I don't know if – I think if he puts Auburn over the top, it's going to take years. This isn't a quick fix. Um, now, if you look at – we also discussed Matt Rule to Nebraska. Um, whoever Matt Rule's agent is might be the best agent to ever walk the planet. I mean, you got Matt Rule, who had never coached NFL down, a seven-year contract, third highest in the NFL. Now he's making the fifth highest of college football coaches, eight years. I mean, are you are you kidding me? That is – it's ridiculous. I will say – Obviously, you've watched this podcast. You've watched our previous podcast. I have had nothing positive to say about Matt Rule um, as a Panther coach. Uh, however, he is a heck of a college coach. Turned on Temple, turned on Baylor. I think he's the perfect fit for Nebraska um, and what they're looking for. Obviously, they want to compete. He's a great recruiter. Um, and so I think that he can really turn around the Nebraska program. I don't see contending for national championships anytime soon, obviously, but I think he can have them potentially in the top 25 in the next year or two. If you'd like me to, I can tell you what their schedule is next year. <laughs> I can tell you week one, baby. You can tell you can tell week one, but it is not the other team's first game. Because yeah, I have it's... the other team's schedule put up. Do you want to go ahead and get into the other team? Yeah. Deion Sanders is now the head coach of Colorado, which by the way, I'd just like to tell you the last time we talked about college football on this podcast, I said that Dion was leaving Jackson state and I got a lot of shit for that. So you're no, right. you said he was going yes, to Auburn. I yes, I did. I said Auburn. Auburn. I said Auburn and I did say Auburn. I, I gave you crap that. for Auburn, but I did say, I told both of you that he was leaving mm-hmm. and neither of you thought that that was going to happen. I just didn't think it was going to happen so soon, but it makes sense. So Dion Sanders leaves Jackson State prior to playing for an HBCU national championship mm-hmm. um, to join the Colorado Buffalo, who went 1-11 and this year. Um, made the comment in the locker room, might as well go ahead and jump in the transfer portal now if you want to leave, because I'm bringing baggage, and it's Louie. Mm-hmm. First off, hard. Love it. <laughs> fantastic line uh we already know who the starting quarterback for colorado is going to be because you you saw the kid in the back when he said like no hats and stuff he like slowly like removed the hat so fast um look this isn't gonna be a one-year thing like it was at jackson state there is work that has to get done in this Colorado team. And Mm -hmm. I understand looking at the transfer portal because we may or may not have access to it given to, you know, given that anyway, um, no, I'm just kidding. We have no access. I have 24 seven sports. Max has 24 (laughs) seven sports. That's what we're going with. (laughs) Um, According to 24 seven sports, there's been like close to 200 inquiries from people in the portal 
For Colorado, look, you're not going to build a team through the transfer portal. The transfer portal is to patch holes in your team. You're not going to build a team. Uh, this is going to be a process for Dion. That's the thing. Um, it's going to be a process, but I think and he's still not done at Jackson State. They got one more game. <laughs> I think uh, no, he's gone. No, he's, he's gone at Jackson done. State. They already played. They already played their championship game. No, I they, have, that, a, they that, have a bowl game. He said he's coaching oh, the Did he? Yeah, that's what he said in the speech he gave. He 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 said, "Don't think I'm leaving." I, he goes, "I got permission." I'm. Co-. He's like, "We gotta go unfinished business. Take care of business. The bowl game." Oh, okay. So I guess he is coaching the uh, the celebration he just, bowl. He, he just posted a video an hour ago. And he's wearing Jackson State gear. Okay, so yes, he's coaching the celebration. Which is kind of interesting. He's being like allowed to like recruit for Colorado and coach at Jackson State. I've never. I don't know if I've seen that. I I haven't personally, I but. He when said he, he, he said he asked he asked the AD he's that's they've started the journey together he wants to finish it mm-hmm. and the AD was like emphatic like and Colorado agreed like that's fine yeah yeah so Dion's gonna have a lot of work to do and I, I I'll say this the Pac-12 is good the Pac-12 was a joke coming into the year and as the year went on it proved itself I have a take. Um, go ahead. Deion Sanders makes a bowl game year one, six and six. Well, it's going to be hard to get over some at, of those things. Let's look at their schedule because they open with TCU. They open with TCU. Then they play Nebraska. Dub. Then they Nebraska. play Colorado State. Dub. At mm-hmm. Arizona State. Dub. At Arizona. You can win that game. Them. They'll play Oregon State, you which they will lose. Yeah, maybe. They'll play Stanford, who potentially will have Jason Garrett at head coach. All right, four and three. USC, loss. Oregon, loss. UCLA, loss. Utah, loss. Losing. Washington State. Duh. I think they finish five and seven. I think that Mike can still at a Stanford game to be six and six. And going from one to 11 to either and, five and seven or and six who, and six is an Who knows? Never know Deion Sanders. They could steal one of those impossible games. They could. They and could be Oregon look, or Utah. Let's be completely honest. They could beat TCU. They could beat TCU. Because beat. Max, Max Duggan's not going to be there. Max Duggan's a senior. So it's possible. I'm not 100% sure. But just know, Dion. I don't. Th- Dion's not going to have this team competing for a Pac-12 championship in two years. Mm-hmm. I really don't think that. Um, but I think, from a Colorado point of view, he will be given the longest lease possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. the only way Dion gets fired is if he never wins a game. Probably after yeah. three years. I. So, and there's the controversy, like, do you have a problem with Dion, like, leaving HBCU Bowl? No. I personally don't. opportunity. Um, if you tell me that Dion was only making 300000 a year, um, and he was donating half of it for the facilities, mm-hmm. if you tell me that you wouldn't accept $5 million over $150,000, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I had a problem with – I respect the speech of the players. Hey, I'm leaving. I, I don't. I did not like that he he did use the phrase. 
you know, you're either fired or you're promoted and I'm taking this promotion. I don't, I, I think that was a little, I know it's true, but it's, I thought it was a knock on the players a little bit, but that's just being nitpicky. If I had to have one problem with it, that would be the only thing. I think Dion's handled it great. He's coaching the last game. Um, he encouraged them to not dip in the transfer portal because with the transfer portal, you see so many people, things don't go 100% right, boom, they're in the portal. And mm-hmm. they're left to, they're left in the portal. Mm-hmm. Um, 40% of people that go in the portal find new homes. Um, so you got to be careful going in, into the portal. Um and then, you know, just telling the whole Colorado team, just go ahead and jump in. Um, there, there's the portal. Um, I think Deion Sanders is going to do great things for Colorado. Um, I was on record before the Deion Sanders hire saying Matt Rule was the best hire so far in college football. It's Deion Sanders, 100%. Not even close. Um, I, I've always been against Matt Rule. I'll be rooting for him against him so hard when Colorado plays Nebraska. I hope Colorado <laughs> – kicks nebraska's teeth in <laughs> they're getting some dogs from jackson state they're getting some real good players <laughs> i mean they're getting shador it looks like travis hunter is going to transfer over and he was the number one recruit uh for jackson state uh in the class last year so we'll see time will tell with Dion mm-hmm. in colorado time will tell yep while we're on the topic of the transfer portal, I want to talk about some of the quarterbacks that are in the transfer portal. Well, yeah, there's uh, a lot of them. <laughs> there is a lot of them. I've got a couple. We don't have to talk too, too much about it because this next topic after this, I think is going to be massive. Um, and I really want to get to that. So notable quarterbacks in the transfer portal, Kate, Na- uh, Kate McNamara, from Michigan, he already announced that he is committing to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say this: Iowa will be a good team to watch yeah. uh, next year because all of their offensive problems. Let me not say all of their offensive problems. A vast majority of their offensive problems was god awful quarterback play last year. Getting in Cade McNamara, who I think if J.J. McCarthy doesn't exist is the starter for Michigan, I, I think that does nothing but help Iowa. Yeah. Um, DJ Uyongalele from Clemson. I know how to pronounce his name. Thank you. Takes bow. Congrats. Um, Congrats. From Clemson has answered uh, entered the portal. Uh, Kate Klubnick obviously won that job. He won that job week two, and they just kept giving it to uh, to DJ. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State has entered. Devin Leary from NC State has entered the portal. Max's guy from Western Kentucky, Austin Reed, has entered the transfer portal and committed to Louisville. Mm-hmm. Hudson Card, the backup quarterback for Texas, who started uh, in the games that Quinn Ewers was injured, has entered the transfer portal. I think Hudson Card is maybe a top three quarterback that entered the portal. I think Hudson Card is very, very good. Uh, UVA's Brennan Armstrong has entered the portal. Uh, Notre Dame's Drew Pine who took over after they lost to Marshall um, and led that team to a very respectable season. 
has entered the transfer portal. And Malik Hornsby, the backup to KJ Jefferson at Arkansas, has entered the transfer portal. All right. This is a topic that I want to get all of your opinions on. Um, the Heisman candidates have been announced. Caleb Williams from USC, Max Duggan from TCU, CJ Stroud from Ohio State, Stetson Bennett from Georgia. Uh, three of these quarterbacks will be playing for a national championship in the college football, football playoff. The other one choked in the conference championship game um, and wrote fuck Utah on his fingernails. Got the break um, speed off him by some Mormons. <laughs> hey, for, our Mormon, for our Mormon listeners. Yeah. We love, we love, love you. Mormons. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Williams, I'm so sorry. Uh, but you don't get to get away with that multiple times. And no. you don't do that against a team that's already beaten you this, this year. So... <laughs> Sorry, um, which is really sad because had Caleb Williams won that game, he would have won the Heisman. Because yeah, after the game that he had against Notre Dame and the showing that he had against Notre Dame, I think that he was running away with it. Um, here's my question. Because I've seen a lot, and I mean a lot, of hate thrown at Stetson Bennett. And I'll ask you guys this before I give my take on it. Does Stetson Bennett deserve to be in the Heisman conversation? Yes. Hmm. His team's undefeated. Does he deserve to be in the Heisman conversation over guys like Malik, or not Malik Hooker, um, Hendon Hooker, Blake Corum, Bijan Robinson. My biggest, my biggest thing is I hate how it's always been just a quarterback award for the longest time. You know, I mean, I know it. What, what was it? Two years or last year? Two years when uh, Devonte Smith won it. What was that? Two years. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So I know it's not always gone to a quarterback. I mean, hell, it went to a defensive player one year. But more recently than not, it's usually come down to be be either three, three or four quarterbacks for the award, you know? Um, that being said, I mean, Stetson Bennett, he's a that's a good Georgia team, just all around. That team is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and you know, you need someone who can get the job done. Stetson Bennett can get the job done for that Georgia team. I mean, you got you got fucking Brock Bowers, who's my favorite tight end of all time. <laughs> uh, you know, leading the way over there. But I mean, if Hendo, if if Hendon Hooker didn't get injured and didn't have that bad game against South Carolina, I think there's an argument to put him in there. Now, would it be over Stetson Bennett? Probably not. You probably put him in over Caleb Williams, but then that looks bad too. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, he's leading an undefeated Georgia team. They've looked really dominant. I mean, like they could win the whole thing. Um, so I think he deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this. 
and I'll let all three of us give our our high, who we want to win the Heisman. Um, out of the four of these guys, in my opinion, Stetson Bennett is number four. Um, I understand Georgia's undefeated. They've looked very, very good. I don't think all of it's because of Stetson Bennett. Um, I think a lot of it is that Stetson Bennett has a a very good team around him. And that is why, that is why I would not give it to Stetson Bennett, even though he has performed very, very well. Here's the reason why I think that Stetson deserves to be in the top four over let me let me say this he deserves to be over Blake Corum because Blake Corum played four snaps in the Ohio State game you don't get to barely play in your team's biggest game and then get to be in the Heisman discussion I'm sorry he got injured I don't quite frankly I don't care um here's why he deserves to get in over Hendon Hooker Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett have played head-to-head this year who won that game? Georgia. Stetson Bennett and Georgia. Didn't Hendon Hooker look good? He looked okay. I won't say that it's the best game that he had all season. It's not how he looked against Alabama. It wasn't how he looked against Florida. But he looked okay. Didn't win the game. And it wasn't close. You don't get to lose a game by 30 points when you are a 20 point favorite and win the Heisman. Well, Anthony, he tore his ACL halfway through the game. I don't care when he was in the game, they were still getting beat by 20. I don't care. You just don't get to. And I understand it. It sucks that in it, it, you know, an, an injury will take players out of the Heisman discussion. He didn't play the last two games of the year. Stetson did. C.J. Stroud did, Max Duggan did, Caleb Williams did. I can't give you the Heisman when you didn't play a full season. It sucks, but that's how it goes. And I can't give you the Heisman when you didn't beat the best team on your schedule and you got boat raced by a team that you should have beaten by 30 points, not lost to by 30 points. Let me remind you, South Carolina, the week before playing Tennessee, had gotten demolished by a Florida team that looked awful the last three weeks of the season. I'm sorry. You don't deserve to be in the conversation after that. You don't. Do I think Stetson Stetson Bennett is going to win the Heisman? No. Do I think he deserves to win the Heisman? No. Does he deserve to be in the conversation? Absolutely. The only person that I would replace Stetson Bennett with is B. John Robinson. It is the only person in the entire country outside of those three other guys that I would say deserves to be in the conversation. Mm -hmm. The only other guy. Outside of that, no. There's been nobody else. Nobody. So sorry, Tennessee fans, Michigan fans, no. You don't get to have that guy there. Hendon couldn't beat Stetson head-to-head. He couldn't come within 20 points to a South Carolina team that you were a 30-point favorite to. I don't care that it was on the road. That makes it worse. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Yeah. All right. So out of the four that are that are listed, that are up for the Heisman, who is your Heisman Trophy winner? You want me to go? Whoever wants it first. I think it's going to go to Max Duggan. I think that he has – he is that guy for TCU. He got the job done. I know they lost in that Kansas State game, but the only reason why it went to overtime was because of him. He put the team on his back and he did everything to win that game. He did. If you don't run that same call twice at the goal line, like a dumbass, you probably win the game. That was a bad play call. That's not on him. That's just like a bad coaching decision. Um, but I think through the years to get that team to be 13 and one, right? 13 and one. Yeah. 12 and, uh, one. 12 and one. My bad to get them 12 and one against a TCU team that people had no real expectations from. That's pretty crazy. So I think I think I think it goes to Max Duggan. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, nobody preseason, midseason had TCU in the college football playoff at number three. Uh, they're there because of him, and I think he he deserves the Heisman. Uh, my Heisman Trophy winner is Max Duggan, and the reason that it's Max Duggan is, and this is why I think that Sonny Dykes deserved to be Coach of the Year as well. Um, this was a TCU team that I don't think won three games last year. Um, Max Duggan four weeks before this season had open heart surgery, Mm -hmm. um, came in, had to win the job and came in and led a TCU team who had zero expectation of the college football playoff coast to coast. Had to play ranked teams out the wazoo. And they never blinked. I mean, looking at their looking at the schedule, they at the time, Oklahoma was number 18. They beat them by 31. Mm-hmm. Kansas, they beat them by seven. Kansas was 19. They beat Oklahoma State by three in double overtime. Kansas State, who was number 17, they beat them by 10. They beat Texas at Texas by seven, who was ranked at the time. And yes, you lost by three in overtime to Kansas State, who in college football, it is very hard to beat the same team twice. And it's an extra game that only a handful of teams get to play. Mm Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for Max Duggan and his heroics in that game, TCU probably loses by more than three and doesn't get to overtime. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The Heisman Trophy winner goes to not only the best player on a certain team, but the most important player in the country. And name a more important player this year in college football than Max Duggan has been to TCU. You can't. I'll wait. Because you can't. I love CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be the number one pick in the draft. Does he have better numbers than Max Duggan? Yeah, he does. Has he met more to Ohio State? Then Max Duggan has met to TCU? No. Caleb Williams doesn't mean more than Max Duggan does at TCU. 
Do I think that Caleb Williams is number two? Yes. I think Caleb Williams has played well enough that he is going to be the Heisman runner up, but I do not believe that he is the Heisman trophy. Had he won the PAC 12 championship game, Caleb Williams would be your Heisman trophy winner, but that's just how it goes. (laughs) Let's talk about a couple bowl games here to close out. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over Florida, Oregon State. Not worth talking about. Daniel, UCF. Daniel, I'm gonna give you about 45 seconds to talk about the military bowl with Duke UCF. The Elko era. Here it is. No, nobody said. I mean, no ACC wins in two years. Are you kidding me? Elko says, "Watch this. Eight and four. All four of those losses, one possession games, which basically means that we're one possession away from being 12 and 0 and going to the college football playoff. That's how close Duke football is. Duke football is here to stay. We got our whole offensive core coming back next year." Elko's bringing in more recruits. Duke football will be top 25 next year. Mike Elko deserves it. Duke beats UCF like a drum, like a freaking drum. Duke football is here to stay. We're a football school. We're a basketball school. We're just a school. Like <laughs> We are a school. <laughs> Duke, baby. <laughs> I think it's, it's going to be very interesting, uh, that game especially, because you have the battle of maybe – two of the better mobile quarterbacks in the country in John Reese Plumley and Riley Leonard. That game I think is going to be very good. Um, I don't know who I give the edge to in that game because I don't like UCF's defense, um, but UCF's offense is ridiculous um, mm-hmm. as it usually is. Um, I'm going to skip several of these other games. So sorry. We're going to move down to a couple of the new year six games. Uh, the Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State. Uh, Alabama sitting at five, so they just miss out mm-hmm. on the college. You're getting ticked college. off Alabama, huh? You're getting ticked off Alabama, which is not good. Probably, yeah, but yeah, I think Kansas State wins this one. I think it's close. It's really, really close. I think it's really close. Um, we haven't heard how many of the Bama players are going to opt out. Um, I think Bryce Young might opt out. We'll see. I'd be shocked if he did, but we'll see. Um, I think Kansas State looks very, very good. I love Deuce Vaughn. He feels like he's been at K-State for 20 years, and he's only a junior. Um, Love Deuce Vaughn. Uh, What I think is going to be the bowl game of the entire bowl season uh, is the Rose Bowl between Utah and Penn State. Absolutely. Uh, Sean Clifford, uh, Cam rising, the quarterback battle. I think that game's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really fun to watch. But with our final couple minutes, let's talk about the college football playoff because we have the Fiesta Bowl between number two Michigan and number three TCU, and the Peach Bowl between number one Georgia and number four Ohio State. Um, I want predictions for both. Um, we can kind of talk about each game as we give predictions. Daniel, I'm going to let you go first. I'm predicting the whole thing, all three. Yeah, and then well, there's it. only two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All no, three. No, you're, all you're three. I'm sorry. Champion too. Yeah. Michigan beats TCU. I think about about 13 points. Um, Ohio State upsets Georgia. I've got Ohio State upsetting Georgia. And I've got Ohio State getting revenge against Michigan. 
All right. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Not not bad. Not bad. Uh, in the uh, Fiesta Bowl in Michigan TCU, I have Michigan. But the only reason, the only way this game is closed is if Max Duggan plays out of his fucking mind yep. against that Michigan team. That's the only way that game's going to be closed. Max Duggan has to run all over that field, run for a thousand yards or some shit, because he's going to need. It's going to be all him or nothing to beat that Michigan team. Uh, I think Michigan wins by. I think Michigan wins by by ten or less. I think in that game, and then. Georgia, Ohio State is a tough one because, you know, it will be interesting to see. I think it's going to be close. I do, but I think that Georgia is going to get the edge on that one. And then you have a Michigan-Georgia final, and I think Georgia beats the breaks off of Michigan. I think Georgia beats Ohio State by 10. Um I just I think that CJ Stroud kinds of in larger games tends to come up a bit short. Um and this Georgia team just it it's so good. Mm-hmm. I think TCU is gonna beat Michigan. That would be great. <laughs> I and I'm I'm partly saying this because I want at least one of us to be different with TCU. But I really do think TCU has just had this feeling all year of a team of destiny. Um, I love Max Duggan. I love what this team has been able to do all year. And remember, this is coming from someone who was convinced that TCU was not the team that they are. I have been wrong about TCU all year long, Mm -hmm. all year. I said they were going to probably lose twice in their last four games and they didn't. Um, I think that TCU against Michigan has to have everything go correctly and go their way. That's the only way they win the game. Mm -hmm. Um, they have to be able to stop the run of Michigan and force JJ McCarthy to beat them. That's the only way that you win that game because JJ McCarthy gets a lot of help from the running game and Donovan at in Donovan Edwards. Mm-hmm. If you can contain the running game from not only Donovan Edwards, but JJ McCarthy and make him beat you by throwing the ball then you have a serious chance at winning that game. And I think if they can do that, that they can win that game. They get stomped by Georgia. <laughs> yeah. If they do. I hate to say it. It's, no, it's the thing. It's the thing that I was so hoping the committee wouldn't do. I was so hoping that even though TCU lost the conference championship game, that they wouldn't move down to four because I really think that Ohio state gives a better challenge to Georgia than TCU does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want to see TCU get all the way there and just get slammed. Um, I think if TCU makes it to the national championship game, it's close. And by close, I mean, within two touchdowns, I don't think they get like blown out of the building. I do think that they lose by 10 or more. Yeah, probably. But they don't get blown out of the building. 
which I mean, just for TCU to even make it is 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 wild to be in his own statement. If you would have told the TCU, if you'd have told TCU at the beginning of the year, hey, by the way, you're going to be playing in the national championship game, they would have drug tested you. Mm-hmm. And TCU has a serious chance to play in the national championship. Yep. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Fellas, <laughs> this is a bittersweet time of the year for me because I love college football so much. And this has maybe been one of my favorite years of college football in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to all of this so much. Um, there's a lot on the line in college football, but we got a lot on the line in picks this week, <laughs> a lot on the line in picks this week. So let's go. Watch along with us. We hope you enjoyed episode 18 of the DCP podcast from all of us here. My co-host, Max Bourne, Daniel Christian. I'm Anthony McAvoy saying so long. Enjoy NFL. Enjoy the start of bowl season. And we will see you guys next time.